Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. How's it going, Phil? Good, brother. How are you? You ready to do this? I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, I'm excited to start a new season of Bold Leadership with my friend and partner and probably my mentor at this point Uh, in life, (laughs) because he's so much fun to be around, Phil Nichols. And we're going to do something a little different. We're going to start talking from a coffee shop every Monday morning, and on Tuesday, you'll be able to listen to these uh, podcasts. So, Phil, it's great to have you. Um, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Sure. Well, I appreciate it. First, I want to just tell everybody, if you want the best coffee in the world, you need to come to Hoboken Coffee out here in Guthrie. And Trey and Mallory Woods own Hoboken, and they're wonderful. They allow us to, to do this here. And Trey, I think, probably will be a, a future guest. Yeah, that's what you we know, talked about. One of the series him on the show. Yep, yep. So a little bit about myself, Phil Nichols. I'm, I'm uh, officially the over 50 club, so I got the AARP. <laughs> notice in the mail, which scared me and made me happy all at the same time. Uh, but uh, I've been in business for myself for right at 30 years. Um, spent most of that time in the HR employee benefit space. I've also had an opportunity to do a great deal of coaching and consulting to different firms, uh, primarily around the Southwest and Midwest. Have done some stuff on the East Coast with some companies as well, but um, probably the biggest accomplishment uh, um, in my life is my my family we have uh my wife and i have two beautiful children by birth and then we have as my wife likes to say 20 children by choice and so you know god's really blessed us in that regard so it's uh, and then my wife of course tanya uh, her and i met when we were both uh, on active duty in the united states military she was an arabic linguist and i was a special operator and yeah. Which means they're both really smart and really tough. That's what it means. <laughs> She's really smart. I think I might be a little tough, but a little dumb, too, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But, but anyway, no, great experiences in the Air Force and really molded, David, our, you know, our whole belief system and, and really how we operate our lives as well as how we run our businesses. We've, we've got that foundation uh, in the United States military, so... I think that's the, true for both of us. Yeah. I think that's kind of the core of who we are. Kind of we talked about starting a new venture together, and the foundation is excellence, yeah. service, and, and integrity. Yeah. Um, because that's what we believe in. And we think that there's a place for us to help companies grow, young people grow, veterans grow into the business world. Because it is a little different than the military. But you know, it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's different, but it's not. You know, there's folks out there that will teach uh, people how to how to take their resume. For example, if you're a, a like yourself, an officer and a pilot yep. for your entire career, and and you know how to, and enlist, and like yourself, you decided uh, thanks to some pushing from your beautiful bride that maybe she didn't want you gone all the time, <laughs> like you had been for the previous twenty some years. But 
but you know, to, you you don't you weren't going to fly anymore. And so, what did that look like? And and I think that you know, transitioning the 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 vernacular for military members from what they did on active duty to the civilian world, very same stuff. We just call it different things. Absolutely. And yep, so we, we do. being able to help people kind of understand that and transition that, you know, it's uh, uh, it's important. You know, I one of your one of the things we're going to discuss is our favorite leadership quote. Yep. And, yep. and uh, well, why don't, what is your favorite leadership quote? Let's jump into the interview questions and talk okay. about it to get to know you better because we're going to spend a bunch of months doing this yeah, and have some bet. fun. So, well, uh, I think you know, I've got I've got a lot of favorite quotes. I'm kind of a, a geek when it comes to that. I, when I was a kid. The only way they could get me to read books in school was it was biographies, and it was almost always about military figures and sports figures, right? Well, there you go. And uh, so I'm a big Vince Lombardi guy, love Coach Lombardi, but my two favorite quotes um, are one's an old Ranger saying, which is lead, follow, or get out of the way. And I think that applies to most things in business. In life. Uh, in yeah. life. Yep. And then my other one, which you will understand is near and dear to my heart, is uh, uh, so that others may live. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what you're doing in the in the private sector, the latter quote is probably a little intense for most things that we deal with. You know, fortunately, uh, you and I are no longer doing jobs, and unfortunately, we're no longer doing jobs because <laughs> there's little there's some goodness in both. Yes, there is that. Uh, we're not doing life and death things anymore, but we are doing things that really impact people's lives in a, in a in an incredible way. You know, we approach things um, from the uh, from the uh, really a holistic view. Where, yeah, we look at business. You know, so many times people focus just on business. We've talked about this yep. countless times. You cannot have a successful business if you don't have a successful personal life. No, and so. You know, I use the bicycle analogy, right? Personal is the front wheel. The business is the back wheel, you know. And you use that back wheel many times to fund or make the front wheel go. But without that front wheel, you have no reason to really work hard on the back wheel and to make the bike go. So, I, think the, I think the interesting part is so others may live. It's how do you define live, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we define live as have a life. Yeah, exactly. And I think what we've come to the realization is that we can help people have the life they want and they desire where they're balanced with the front wheel and the back wheel. I mean, that's a beautiful analogy. And I think, I think from, I know for us, from our conversations, the, you know, living the life that you want, first of all, it looks different than if you put 20 people in a room, all 20 of those lives are going to look very different, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So zeroing in on what's important to you, um, you know, one of the questions you're going to ask me here in a bit is about a challenge, and it's and I, I I grin about that because it's you know many folks my age, um, I'm 51, uh, making the transition from what we would call traditional business to the new way of doing business with our millennial friends. Yep can be challenging for old guys like me right? and most old guys don't want to change the way they right, are because right. we're old and stubborn right, right we don't want right. to we don't want to change who we are you need to change who you are to be like us right and what you miss out when you do that is this incredible amount of energy and intelligence and and really a way of living your life that we all profess we wanted to do absolutely but the difference is millennials are actually doing it and so i, I you know i'm excited about that and excited about that conversation 
and we're blessed to have children and, and raising oh. kids that are that age. So we see them growing and how they want to do things. And it's, it's truly exciting and, and, and awesome. And I think one of the things this podcast is going to help companies understand is that you need to change who you are to yeah. understand your employees. If you don't change at all, you will go away. You know, blockbuster. Oh. Gone, gone dead. J.C. Penney's, the way J. we see them. <laughs> Sears, the way we saw right. them. And, and, and the list goes on and on and right. on and on. But I think, you know, for the, you know, my dad, who was an entre- entrepreneur before they knew the word entrepreneur, my pops is near 80 now, um, but self-employed his entire life. You know, he was a guy that taught me many things. 99% of my love, but the, but that 1% was really the stubbornness that honestly was instilled in our generation that really holds you back. You know, you, it's good to be determined. It's good to be, you know, have resolve in your belief system and those types of things. But you've got to be open to new ideas, new ways of doing things. Um, you know, and I, every time I talk to any of our sons, I'm always in awe of their ability to prioritize what matters most. Because that's where it seems like many folks in our generation, not all, but many folks in our generation got it wrong. And unfortunately, continue to get it wrong in some ways. I wouldn't know? say they got it wrong. It was different times, right? They were different raised times. with different values, yeah. and the world changes. And if you don't, if you don't innovate and change, you're going to die. And I think the interesting thing about our background is that we were put in situations in the field where you know the book didn't have an answer, right? So we we were forced to solve the, the problem. You knew the questions, but you didn't always right. have the answer because they right. changed right. depending on the environment. And I think that's an advantage to. Every veteran that's out there going to this world, leverage that ability to change and do yeah. things differently as you go into the business world. You know, I laugh. There was, uh, I was in uh, South Central America in the 80s and uh, spent a lot of time down there. And I remember, uh, if you've ever been to Honduras, you realize that Tegucigalpa is the capital. And the only really nice hotel is the Maya Hotel in Tegucigalpa. And we were actually had some R&R, so we went to Tegucigalpa for two days. Well, while we were there, um, there was some CID, which is Criminal Investigation Division, the Army. Uh, it'd be like the NCIS that's so popular now with the show. Yep. It's the Army's version, Air Force's OSI, you know, so they all have their own investigative units. But one of the functions that CID did down there was they worked with the State Department to provide uh, diplomat security. <laughs> and we just happened to be in the hotel, and you talk about adapt, you talk about not having the answers, right? But you know things come up. They, the, the Ambassador Briggs, who was the ambassador of Honduras at that time, went into his room at the Maya Hotel, and there's an envelope there that's sealed but has nothing on it, which you know from your experience is not a bad good. thing. Not good. And so uh, we found ourselves in one of those situations where uh, you really need to get EOD in there. We didn't have an EOD available. And so we made a decision. You know, we got a bunch of, of body armor and tried to build a little makeshift thing. And I guess I was the, the, the lowest ranking or the dumbest, <laughs> but we opened the envelope, and it was from dry cleaning at the hotel. So we learned a couple <laughs> of lessons there. But, but being able to make decisions on the fly, whether they're potentially life and death or they're as simple as, how do we structure a comp plan or how do we structure a benefit plan or, you know, what type of things do we create a culture that our employees are going to thrive in? Not just be okay with, but they're going to thrive in. 
you know, those are the kind of decisions that today's business leaders have to make. And yeah. it's, it's tough. And I think the interesting thing for us is that we also know that as the owners of companies, presidents and leaders in companies, you don't really have a sounding board. No. Right? I mean, no. it, you have to make decisions every day, and you can't go ask the team what no. the answer is sometimes because it's kind of personal. Well, and we and, and you yeah. need and you need that group of people, and I think that's the other thing we're going to offer yeah. is the peer advisory piece, yeah, no doubt, with some incredible tools for companies to to help themselves. Uh, but let's get back to the interview question. Yeah. What's your biggest leadership challenge that you think companies face today? What do you think it is? Well, it, it's it, it, I'm going to tailgate back on what we were just talking about. It's that you know how do you connect and create a culture that all generations of employees feel empowered in. And that's tricky. It's very tricky. You know? But it all starts with what everything starts with, great communication. Yep. And really, and we all know, too, the most important part of communication isn't talking, it's listening. Two ears, one mouth, right? Two ears, one mouth. God gave, it, <laughs> gave us that for a reason. But, you know, I really, uh, you know, for me, that is the number one challenge facing all businesses, regardless of what size they are, what industry they're in, is how do you create a culture that all demographics feel empowered in and want to go out and really be best in class in what they do? And that, that's a tricky, that's a tricky dance. Um, it is. And, and the answer is not the same for every leader because no. their style is different, right? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you have to adapt your style because your personality doesn't drive you to be a listener um, and yeah. you and I have talked about how personality types drive yeah. who you are and how you communicate and what your, the pitfalls are for you as that leader. Yeah, and I think one of the important things, too, that we believe in is assessments. You know, yes, and, absolutely. And, you know, one of the assessments, we, we, we use many different assessments, but one of the assessments that we really enjoy because it's very simple and it's very straightforward is the DISC assessment. Yeah, absolutely. And. You know, with that, you're able to, you know, I believe that regardless, again, of size of business or industry, if you're not basing your conversations with your employees and the way you're building your culture off an assessment of your employees and yourself, right, and yourself is extremely important, you need to do an assessment on yourself, then, you know, you're, you're going to, you're guessing, you're just, you're guessing on what's the best thing to do. Well, I think the interesting thing, and we've talked about this, is that, you know, in the military, we're given 55 million assessments to know who we are, where we're from, right, and what we do. Right. But they never teach you what to do with those assessments. Okay, this is who I am. What does that mean? What does that mean? The important thing for business owners and leaders to understand is when you take that test and you give your employees that test, understand what that means. That drives how you communicate with them. Right. You know, if you're a dominant person and you go into a social person, they're going to want to tell you stories. You're not going to want to listen. You've got to listen. You've got to hear their stories and engage in a conversation and build that right. relationship. Right. And I think, you know... You know, I'm a driver, um, and you, you know, drivers. We've got to be careful because we'll run people out of a room if we're not <laughs> careful. And, and it's not anything we're intending to do. It's just who we are fundamentally as a as a human being. And so, you know, I think you know, having the ability to to sit down with all different demographics of workers and take that professional assessment. Um, and now you have a basis to build from when you're building cultures, you're building teams, you're looking at performance reviews. It puts everything in a whole different light. You know, you use the example of when you send an email or you text somebody. Now, emojis has helped this a lot. But, if, <laughs> but when, you send, when you send those things, you don't really know sometimes the intent of the words. And so I, I really think an assessment's very similar to that. You know, you're going to 
somebody might say, I don't like this. And what they're really trying to say is I have a better way of doing this, but I don't know how to communicate that. Right. You know, and any good leader, any good business owner is going to want to hear best in class ways of doing things. But you got to create a culture to where that's not only accepted, it's encouraged and it's and it's and you you want that kind of feedback. And and most owners and leaders shut people down without even knowing they're doing it. Yeah. When they walk into the room and go, this is the problem. This is how we're going to fix it. What do you think? Yeah. You've already lost your entire team, right? So, yeah. so part of this whole process and part of learning as a business owner is understanding how people look at you as the owner and leader right? and how you have to really hold back sometimes to get those best-in-class ideas. Well, and, I, and I think that's where, you know, when we were creating and, and really walking through everything that it's now Exxon, um, our company, you know, we talked about um, what what different strategies, what different tools were important for us to to get the end result, which is yeah. to help people become better family men and women, better businessmen and women, better friends, better parents, better daughters, sons, better husbands, wives, all these things. So, you know, and what what it comes down to is you you alluded to it earlier. Who does a CEO or an owner of a company or a leader talk to? Well, the answer is no one because they've got to be the ones, right, that has all the answers <laughs> that when the house is burning, they're running towards the fire instead of away from it. And you hope. You hope. <laughs> and so, but, but to do that, you know, you've got you to have tools and vehicles to get there. And that's where I think the peer advisory group is, uh, obviously, it's not a, a new concept. There's peer advisory groups all over. We just think we have a unique way of delivering it and, and very unique tools to help our folks and their teams get better. So with peer advisory groups, you think of the big boards, you know, your Amazons, your Walmarts, your, your all these public, they have, they have these large board of directors. Well, most small to medium-sized businesses, they can't afford, nor do they have the structure to do that. Well, what a peer advisory group does, um, which is ironic because that's the name of our peer advisory group, the, uh, the alternative board. So it's an alternative to to uh, the large business uh, board of directors, but it allows you to be in a room with with seven to nine other like-minded thinking. Um, uh, well, that's actually not true. With seven to nine other business owners that may be like-minded thinking, but probably have different ideas of how to get to a resolution with challenges, and also many times have already lived the problem, so they don't have to use theory they can say whoa you know in 96 this happened to me and this is what i did and it worked well or more importantly in 96 this is what happened and it didn't work well because i did this you know you can learn a lot by what doesn't work well you know oh, absolutely but, you but, learn more from, from failures than successes yeah, always I've, I've made a comment many times the only time in my life i've ever made significant change was when there was pain involved you know, and that's unfortunate, but God created us in a way to where that's just how it works sometimes, you know, so. If it feels good, don't change it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. If it hurts, probably ought to stop doing it. stop doing that now, yeah. Yeah, so. So, uh, so in your current business, or in yeah. our current business, yeah. I think there's some other assets we're going to bring to the table that we can talk about. So, it's part of the peer advisory coaching. Yes, Consulting, yes. training. I think all those areas are things you need to focus on. And it's interesting, something that's happening in Oklahoma uh, with our oil and gas challenges, yep. is that 
large companies are cutting their training staffs. Big time. I mean, you and I lived in a world we trained every day. Every, every day. day you yeah. trained. I mean, it was very specific, and there was a reason for that yep. because when things got bad or got busy, you needed to know what you were doing. And companies are saying, ah, you know what? We're going to cut that training piece. We're going to have money to afford it right now. Look, you're shooting yourself in the foot. That's the last thing you should do. So think about that as you move forward because when – I'll use the oil industry as one because I love them. It's a great industry. When the rigs start coming back up and they start – Ramping making up. money, yep. ramping up again. Yep. It's going to be just like it was in the 90s. There's yep. no rigs and no people to do the work because they're not trained anymore. Not trained And you don't have the staff to train them. Right. So now you're calling some 70-year-old guy and gal to come in. And, Please come help And us. dust yeah. off like my father-in-law to yeah. come teach you how to yeah. do things the way we used to. So, yeah. you know, I think one of the things we're going to bring to you, uh, to everyone, is is training yep. for 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 the right things um, and help you stay on track as a CEO and business owner. Yeah, and I think one of the key distinctions is, is you know, many times we'll see some of our peer groups out there um, who are very good at what they do, but they, they miss it, I think, in that, you know, coaching, consulting, training, and facilitating are four very different things. And, you know, what's right for this company won't, won't work for this company. And so you've got to be able to really set down and really figure out where that pain is. And that's where our Blueprint for Success uh, tool uh, helps so much, you know, because it really allows us to look at these 10 to 12 key areas in your life, both personally and professionally, and and really zero down. Um, And then that's when you get in with cool stuff like, you know, KPIs and all these great key performance indicators and just cool things that, that can really get... Um, results for people in a positive way. You know, it's interesting, uh, and you brought it up, is the blueprint for success. And I talked to a lot of people about having a plan. They're like, well, you know, Mike Tyson says plans go out the window when you get hit punched in the face. That's true. What, but what I will tell <laughs> you is that they don't. The plan yeah. tells you where you're supposed to be and gives you right. points along the path yep. to attain your goals. So when the plan gets jacked up at point C, you know where to go. You know where point yeah. D is so you can yeah. get the team back on track and get to where you're going. I think a lot of people lose sight of that. Um, I think we both believe that every leader, business owner needs a map. Yeah. Where are you going? I mean, would you ever jump on a sailboat out in the Atlantic Ocean without a map or a destination? Without mind? a grid, yeah. Because you, you will be there for a long time. Well, you know, one of the first things they teach you, again, in the military, if you're out in the field, is how to shoot a back azimuth, right? How right. to use a compass, how to, and what is that? It's because you got to know where the heck you're going. And probably more importantly, you got to know where you were so you can get back there if you need to, too. <laughs> but it's, but, you know, slowing down long enough to do simple things like goals. Yep. Everybody talks about them. Very few people actually do them. And if they do do them, even a smaller percentage write them down. And if they do write them down, even a smaller percentage use it as a working document. And that's a huge disconnect for people. You know, the, the goal process is so integral. And I'll, I'll give you an example. If, if you sit down and if you have folks in operations, business development, um, and let's say administration or accounting specifically. If you sat down and if you had one way of approaching goals with those three groups, you're in trouble because those are three very distinct, very different individuals that make up typically you know, those areas of a business. So you got to, again, have the tools, the resources to not only coach, consult, train, but to facilitate ongoing growth and improvement because that's something that never stops. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to have success in your professional and personal life, it never stops. 
So, you know, being able to, to break those down into those, those four key areas is just extremely important. Well, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're dying. Not, I mean, if you're yeah. sitting, you're not getting better or no, getting worse. No, People are right. passing you. That's right. And you really need to understand that as you move forward. You may think right. you're the smartest person in the world, but the reality of it is there's somebody else out there tugging and pulling every day to get better. And yeah. if you're not, you know. It's a problem. Good good luck. <laughs> yeah. Unless yeah. unless you have a few hundred million dollars, you can sit yeah. at the house and yeah. enjoy yeah. life. But And the reality is, is if you have a, th- a few hundred million dollars and you're, and you're doing the things wrong, you won't have a few hundred million dollars for very long. That's a good, so that's a good point. So it's, you know, and it's, it's just a, you know, you use, I was talking to a business owner last week that has about 40 employees, a nice size business. They're in the contracting space. And it's a very specialty area. And we were talking about retention of one certain uh, area of his company. And the truth is, it's a dirty, tough job. And so when, when looking for the right people, you know, too many times he said, well, I just find somebody that's got a strong back and a weak mind, you know, and I thought, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. You know, but when we talk, we dig a little deeper, what, you're, what he's really saying is, is that he needs somebody that can do the work now but know that there's a, p- a clear path to move into something that's that's more for that individual. Right. You know, you don't ever want to hire people that, in my opinion, are okay with staying where they are today forever. No. You know, because you're just, you, you, there's no upward mobility, there's no growth, there's no there's no excitement, there's no enthusiasm. It's just, and that, that really eats away at a culture. Well, and, you know, it's, you, know you talk about, Maslow talked about this years ago yep. about, the hierarchy of life and self-satisfaction actualization. If you're not moving ahead in life, you're not reaching that actualization. You're just in survival mode. And no human being is wired to be that way. There have been too many studies that have proven that. And they can say they want to stay here forever, but the reality of it is what they're saying and how they feel are two different things. Two very different things. And And most owners don't understand that. They don't. And I think, again, it goes back to why it's so important to have that alternative board that 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 team of professionals that have been there done that are walking it out with you if nothing else you realize you're not alone anymore you know and that's absolutely that's a big thing i mean I, we do a, a men's prayer group on wednesdays with a group of friends of mine and and we had a, a dear friend who kind of early in his faith you know we invited him to the group and he shows up and He's this guy that's always busy and, you know, always seems to be just about this far from just blowing his top, right? Because he's got a million things going on. And, and after that first meeting he was at, he goes, I just feel so much better because I just talked about stuff. And, and that really, as basic of a thing as that sounds, that's true for today's leaders. Absolutely. You know, if you don't have a place to, to vent, if you don't have a place to discuss, if you don't have a place to to brainstorm and to, and to bat things back and forth, boy, you're going to miss out on all the good stuff. Absolutely. You know? No, you so, are. So it's, it's just important, again, that I think you, you stay in that, in that square, that four square of facilitation, coaching, training, and consulting. Well, and, Phil, and know what they are. Well, Phil, I'm, I am truly excited about what's getting ready to happen. Yeah. I'm excited for the new season of the podcast. I think you're going to hear some great things. We're going to bring in some great guests to, to yep. talk about what they're doing. And this is going to be a learning tool for anybody that wants it. It's out there. It's free. Pick it up at www.exon.co. Co. And uh, that's our show for today. So, Phil, yeah. thanks for being a part. We'll be Thank joining every week and sitting down Appreciate and talking it. and bringing other people in. So Look forward to enjoy it. the podcast. Excited and, uh, about what's going on in the future. And, and most importantly, as we've discussed, you know, we're, 
we've both been blessed in our careers and and this is really a, a labor of love and and something that we just are excited to get out and help people with so excited Time to, get to walk back. that out yeah absolutely Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. 